0: Welcome back to The Swirl Suite, everybody. So this episode, me and Leslie sit down with Janelle and Matthew Boyd of Boyd Crew Wines. You know, guys, it's, we have a lot of guests and it's not too many times that we have immediate camaraderie. And that's what you're going to hear today. Janelle and Matthew are that couple that you want to sit down and have a beer with, a drink with, or just watch succeed. And... Um, We're very privileged to um, do what we do and talk to the people that we talk to. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Do not forget to subscribe, like, share on social media. Let us know what you think. Cheers. Welcome to the Swell Suite. Hey, Leslie, how are you? Hello, welcome, welcome. Mm -hmm. I am good, how
1: are you doing?
0: I'm good. How was your event
1: today? It was really good. Really? I'm so sorry I missed it. You know you know what it was? It was the women in wine, but they, you know, they have renamed themselves. What, what renamed is the new name? Themselves. Don't give me the line right now. You <laughs> <laughs> It's like Vitaly. Oh, is it in the I'm text?
0: Sorry. Is it in the text that you sent me earlier? It, it, it may have been. I'm going to look at the flyer real quick. Look at the um, Oh wait! Did was- you say Vin Vitali?
1: Yes, Vin Vitali.
0: Okay, I don't know if that's how you say it, but okay. What is it? What does it mean? It means something, I'm sure. You don't know.
1: <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I like. I am the worst advocate. Great group. Can't remember the name and don't know what it means, but I do <laughs> know the reason why they change it from Women and Wine is because. Their legal advisors said to them, that's too broad, too generic. You need to stand out. Um, So I do remember that. And so that's why. And they are officially a 501c3 now. Very nice. Isn't that quick? Yeah, that was really quick. That was very quick. Wow. Yes. yes. Yeah. So So did you join a committee? No, ma'am. Okay. Um, But it was a panel discussion. And they had a winemaker from Italy, Francesca, and um, she makes Barolos Mm. and absolutely amazing. I'll have to send you her information so you can share it with our audience. But, um, you know, her father started making it and he actually was discouraged to go into the wine business because back in the early fifties or what have you. He was a farmer. Well, you know. Yeah. you're growing grapes, you're a farmer. People mm-hmm. don't believe that, but it's farmland. Um, it was frowned upon. And hmm. it was it was not it was not a welcomed occupation. Which I think, you know In Italy? If I hmm Wow. Okay. If, if I can digress for a second, mm-hmm. you know, like our generation, our parents were like, Get your degree, go to yeah. college, da da da.
0: Sure,
1: and we kind of lost some of those skills, like electrical skills, plumbing mm-hmm. skills, what have, you, which are very honorable professions. Sure. <laughs> and honestly, like if I knew a good plumber, an electrician, or wow. I had that skill set,
0: or uh, like the AC, AC units, yes! even, yeah, yeah, back, all of that, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um her father went through the process and she started making wine and what have you. And she had this, she, she had those and then um, she had a Moscato Mm Doste. And so the woman next to me, she was like, is it sweet? Cause it was, she just heard Moscato. And I was like, yes. And I started thinking like, aren't all Moscato sweet? And I was like, it's a Mm Doste. It was so fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, it was because it was, you
0: remember a while back we had Julia Coney on the show, and she yeah. had just mm-hmm. gone to Italy, and she broke down Moscatos for us, and that mm-hmm. there are several different types, and she went over like the different pairings that can be interesting. So, so yeah, yeah. oh, that's really cool. So, and so and I saw, also the, saw bubbles in the in the flyer. Yes,
1: and so then, um, oh, period. Perrier, I'm so embarrassed. Laurent Perrier, uh-huh, yeah. We did a tasting of those too.
0: Wow. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry.
1: I'm yes. that.
0: Yeah, that sounds fabulous.
1: And it was, um, and so they had her speak. They had a distributor speak, and they had a retailer speak, and so it just gave you perspective because you know, yeah. you know, this group mm-hmm. is about not just like, yay, women power, but Mm -hmm. also, um, hey, do you need a mentor? I need to know about this. And, um, one of the issues that I brought up was, you know, we focus on women and minority winemakers. And when I say that to the distributors, you know, they don't understand what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. or they don't have a list or what have you. And so a lot of, um, the independent retailers there were were saying, you know, there's power in large buying. So if you know that there's something that you want to get, but you might have to buy a large, a large lot of it that we could get together, which they've done before and they buy some and I buy some. And so then that should go power and buying the nice thing about the district which i've been able to do is buy directly from independent um winemakers that aren't represented but you can't do that in maryland or dc Mm -hmm. you have to stick with that distribution so so it was you know it was great to have that camaraderie there and that support
0: and i still want somebody on the show to explain the details of the three-tier system because it's still a whole lot i don't understand i can get you somebody how was yeah. your weekend? Did you I, have we,
1: any tour? We did. Yeah. How many? And we we had three. Oh, nice. And we were all in the shore. Like they owed us something. <laughs> Eastern Shore. <laughs> we were. <laughs> we were in the shore this weekend. Oh my god! But we went to Love Point, which is in Stevensville. And we went to, we normally don't get this far on the shore, but we went to Far Eastern Shore and uh-huh. Crow Vineyard uh-huh. and um, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, Chateau Boudet, which now has new owners. Um, I still haven't been to any anywhere. of those. Yeah. You just, you just got, and the thing about it is it's like across and up the shore and then back down the shore okay and then yeah we were at great frogs in annapolis everybody forgets about great frogs and kasha in stevensville and someplace else so yeah we were like we dominated the shore this weekend
0: wow y'all had a busy weekend uh my weekend was good um on friday was single de mayo so i Mm -hmm. went to our boy vince who is elevate your taste on instagram i went to his engagement party at um yeah rooftop it was really cute it was really nice I was very happy for him so I had a lot of margaritas but before that I went to the Conrad did you know the Conrad has a really cool happy hour the Conrad Hotel in New York Avenue
1: yeah yes no I did not know that
0: yeah their rooftop is open their rooftop just opened last week but um they have a great Sommelier that works there. So their wine program is really, really nice. And they have like little bar snacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of um you're gonna leave hungry, but you're gonna have a, a cute experience. Yeah, so. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so it was a good Friday. It was a good Friday. So we have some special guests with us today. Married couple. When was the last time we had a married couple in here? It's been a while. It has and, been a while. Yeah, Janelle Matthew Boyd. Welcome to the Swirl Suite. Hello, hello.
2: Thank you for the invitation.
0: Sure. How are you guys doing?
2: Doing great. Doing wonderful.
3: Doing really good.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. So, for those who do not know you, introduce yourselves to everybody.
3: All right. Wow. I'm Janelle. And I'm Matthew. (laughs) And we're Boy Boy Crew (laughs) Wines. Can you tell we've been doing this for a while now? (laughs) (laughs) In unison. That is so cute.
0: (laughs) Y'all acting like y'all PI trained up in here. (laughs)
3: so we um we actually just launched um literally two weeks ago um and so right now the number one place you can find us is online um if you go to our home which is boycrewwines.com then you'll be able to um see our three newly released uh wines and be able to purchase and order them, ship directly to your doorstep, as long as you live in all 38 states that we ship to. <laughs> but we, um, but very soon, very soon, we will. Um, that will actually expand, and um, at least for the folks that are in the DMV, they'll be able to come and visit us in Poolsville. So we're excited. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I was So I was, of course, sort of stalking y'all's Instagram, preparing for this. And um, I saw your news segment. And you guys discovered that you wanted to launch your wine brand during the pandemic. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would say I'll probably back up a little bit further. Probably about 15 years ago, as we were kind of thinking about, you know, what we want to do in retirement, we were like, oh, we want to own a winery and a vineyard. (laughs) So it's really kind of our retirement plan. That five years ago, uh, my wife and I, you know, as we, you know, continue to expand our palates and enjoy some of the DMV wines in the D.C., Virginia and Maryland markets, we just kind of decided, you know, how can we make this more of a reality quicker? Um, And two years ago, we created a partnership um, with the local vineyard right based in Maryland to be able to do what's called a sole alternating proprietorship, where we actually able to. Harvest our grapes, use their production facility to actually produce the wine that we want to be able to produce and bring to market, and bring it to market and scale it. So that's kind of where we're at now, and it's been a fascinating journey. Um, you know, my wife had an opportunity to do a wine making apprenticeship in the Finger Lakes for six months, uh, learning from a you know a family uh, vineyard there in that area that actually brought a lot of the the initial grapes to that uh, Finger Lakes region, and working along with Cornell University. Uh, my background in biology and chemistry, I'm a pharmacist actually by training. Um, so the chemistry, the the mixing, the mixologist side of, of things and really trying to come up with the best varietals that grow in Maryland, kind of all in my wheelhouse. Uh, that's something that I really enjoy and love. So that's kind of how we got started, how we've been able to pair our skills. And, and can't forget to say that, you know, my wife is also... Owned her own event planning company for past uh, fifteen years as well. Um, so you know, being able to kind of pair those two things together, and have this uh, all of a sudden explode onto the scene—it's uh, been a really, really wonderful experience.
3: And I'm—I'm it I'm up just a little bit because he's always going to give you the straight to the point, the, the straight to the point uh, part. I, I'm going to give you a little bit of the fluffy part because that's—that's how we—that's why we work so well together. <laughs> Together. <laughs> but I, I, I will say, um, you know, like Matthew just shared, you know, it definitely has been something we thought we've always dreamed of doing, uh, just from traveling to different vineyards, you know, e- even when we, before we had our kids, when we had our kids, we were still going to vineyards our friends used to have running joke. They'd be like, hey, do y'all have stock in wine? Because every time we turn around, y'all are like at a vineyard, like what is going on here? You know, and we we would be like, yeah, you know, we probably should, Um, but never just really thought that it could be a reality because the wine scene wasn't very diverse at that time. Um, There wasn't a lot of um, organizations like you see on the scene now that were even um, speaking to people who look like us. And so we we just didn't think that it was something that could be real for us. Um, and so then, like you said, you know, fast forward to the pandemic. Um, we, we really just, you know, started talking a lot more about it and started seeing, you know, through our research that things were kind of shifting in the industry but even on a personal level we just felt this sense of awakening like it, it was it was just this shift going on in the environment where um i think a lot of people including ourselves are feeling like Hey, if I don't do the thing that I love, the thing that I really want to do in life, if I don't take that opportunity now, um, especially after life has showed us like life was life and right about then. So it's like, <laughs> if I don't do it now, then when am I going to do this? You know, because uh, because tomorrow's not guaranteed. And so that was you know, when we really, like you said, started getting real serious and 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 looking into things,
0: like what was like the first thing you did was the first thing you did? Did you find a mentor? How did you find out about the program that you guys are in that helps
3: you? Sure, so I'm gonna be very honest. um it was faith like i, I I'm just gonna i'm gonna just put it out there because, um, I know sometimes, you know, people don't think of wine in terms of in, in that in that spirit you know in that spiritual terms but it was faith because we really you know thought okay where do we begin right um and even though we were researching things we still were like i mean you can go out here on the on online and and find a multitude of information um which which can be great but also can be overwhelming right um and so literally I think if i'm remembering correctly literally i think like a couple of days after we said okay we're gonna you know if this is for us and this is what we said we were just like if this is for us then something is going to reveal itself like something is going to happen that is going to let us know that this is what we're supposed to be doing at this particular time in our lives and i remember like it was yesterday That day, I got an email through an organization that I'm a part of, which was the McBride Sisters uh, Scholarship, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Is this the sign?" (laughs) And so I showed him, and he was like, "Apply." I think you should apply. (laughs) And that's really where I would say, you know, we we had to pinpoint a place where things just started kind of one after another um that's really where where it started
2: and i would also say you you know doing a lot of background and understanding the kind of the wine scene in the dmv we had made a lot of connections already so we knew owners of vineyards uh we knew people in the wine industry who were you know kind of uh you know people to know um people that could help us you know and we asked a lot of questions we you know felt like we got some mentorship from some folks um and then we really you know said how do we want to start um and, and think about how you want to start you know you can go and you can go out and purchase a winery which some people do we have we, we know a couple who did that and didn't have any background and they went on personal wine and winery and they're now kind of uh neck deep in it <laughs> so you know we decided to so, say you know do we want to go out and purchase a winery or not do we have any uh, partners that we want to go in and do that with or not um, and we just decided, you know, let's start off, you know, kind of at the base, you know, ground level of first starting with our own winery and, and doing what, what I said earlier regarding a sole alternating proprietorship, where we can kind of start small scale, possibly make some mistakes, you grow know, have, have some wins, mm-hmm. grow organically, and then grow into our own vineyard and taste room and so forth. So that's kind of the journey we're on Of You know, the next step is... You know we, we produced 125 cases this year our goal is to double that production for next year um, and then to scale into our own tasting room uh, hopefully in a couple of years we'll be opening up our own vineyard so kind of our five-year goal is to have our own vineyard with tasting room event space community uh, space because a big part of our um uh, you know our, our brand and, and who we are is not just us but it's also what can we get back to our community what can we get back to other people who want to do something similar to us, or they're just trying to scale a business? So we have thought about ways of, hey, for that chef who wants to scale their new business and establish themselves, let's have a test kitchen where they can actually come and do like a a, a takeover in our in our kitchen, and they can actually have their food showcase there. You know, if it's for empowering men and women, and able to host organizations at our uh, vineyard and doing team building exercises, we want to be able to provide those types of things as well. So there's a community um, engagement there, but then also spin it into how do we educate our youth, you know, and understanding, you know, the youth of, you know, yes, uh, owning a winery sounds great, but, you know, there's a lot of other things that you can apply. So, you know, if you're thinking about that biology major, you know, actually, we need a lot of biology majors to think about how do you grow wine. We need a lot of chemistry majors to think about, you know, the wine industry and how we can actually... Make our wines more sustainable. Um, you know, we need engineers. You know, who can develop tanks. So, you know, I think that's a really important educational component. So, uh, children can tie. Okay, I can go and get a biology degree, and this is maybe something I can do. Um, versus sometimes it's really bigger than pie in the sky. Hey, I want to be a biology major, and you get a degree, you don't know what in the world you're gonna do with that biology degree. So then you end up working in marketing. You know, it, so we want to be able to provide those opportunities for. Um, the youth in, in our community, uh, so we're really excited about that opportunity too.
0: So I have two questions. Um, Janelle, what type of things did you cover in your apprenticeship and where do you where do you get your grapes or juice from now?
3: Sure. so the wine apprenticeship that I did it really so it's supposed to be really uh, specific towards just you know the harvest part you know of of um, the wine making process. But what was actually really unique and really neat is that because um, I knew I wasn't going to have expanse of time there, like usually a harvest internship is for anywhere from like three to six months, sometimes maybe even a little bit longer. But I had already shared with uh, my host, you know, uh, winemaker that, you know, I have a family. Um, I, I, we have two little ones, you know, six and nine, um, a husband. So I'm like, I can't be gone that long, right? Not unless I want to come back and find a new family. So I, I, I was very clear on the fact that, you know, I need to get what I need in a very short amount of time. And so Luckily, very fortunate for me, she was very open to tailoring the program to what I needed so that I could literally learn the great to, to bottle process. You know, I said, we're looking to start our wine company. Um, eventually, it will be a full standalone vineyard. I said, so whatever I need to learn in this, um, six weeks that I was six to eight weeks that I was there, I said, I need to, I I would like to get that full depth, that full breadth of that process while I'm there. And she was very accommodating to that, um, which helped me to learn a lot in a very short amount of time. Um, so we covered everything from the harvest to the, the actual winemaking process of, you know, manipulating the wine with the different yeasts, um, manipulating the wine with the different strands, you know, even the different techniques in the tanks, you know, um, we did the flotation process. Um, we did, you know, we, we did a lot. And so that um, really just opened my eyes up to um what what really is possible it also showed me though also why there are certain barriers in this industry as well that um you know a, a very underrepresented demographic is unable to tap into and so um i would say that is was very apparent after after that that experience as well um so yeah so that is, that was the, that was the uh, apprenticeship experience, and then as far as our grapes, we actually sourced them locally. Um, that was a decision that we were very intentional about making when we decided this um, to, you know, to go down this road, to go down this journey. Is that we really wanted to um, add to the growing Maryland wine scene. We really wanted to um, highlight that hey we've got great agriculture right here um no we're not the napa or the sonoma um you know not yet but uh, but there are some great Uh, farmers, agricultural uh, things going on that people just don't know about. And, and it needs a a spotlight needs to continually be placed on that so that people will recognize like, Hey, I've got some good stuff right in my backyard. I don't have to go to, you know, Virginia or Napa or um, Sonoma. Not that I can't, you know, not that you can't, because obviously different regions are going to have different tastes, but, um, but it's not, uh, it, it's like a, a, and instead of a, a, or, right. So that's what we, what we really, um,
1: hope to, to continue to enhance. How did the two of you decide the separation of duties? I think it just happened by nature.
3: Like, you know, like Matthew just said, he's biology pharmacy by trade. Um, I am, uh, event planning, marketing, sales by trade and, and it actually, it works. It complements. um, we challenge each other (laughs) in different ways, you know, um, but I think also that's what's needed because if we both were, I'm, I'm big, I will tell you now, I'm big pie in the sky. This is what oh my god look at it it's amazing and he's like yeah how much it costs you know so i think you need that in, in order to make sure that you know things are are balanced yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> which, which i think is is awesome because um often people go into this and they don't have a good sense of the business side of it they may have had an apprenticeship or worked Um, in a vineyard but they they don't always and a lot of um, vineyard owners or vineyard managers don't share Mm -hmm. you know the cost of growing grapes the labor costs that's involved all of those things and so having someone to compliment you in that and um and help you make those decisions i think it's great that you guys have each other to do that
3: yeah
2: I i think you know Part of that compliment is also, you know, Janelle. She has an MBA. Um, I'm actually just finishing up my MBA, so I have my doctoral degree in pharmacy, of course, but then also MBA from University of Virginia Darden School of Business. So it's also, you know, kind of applying those, um, you know, learnings from your business school to actually apply real time in business, and that's really important because now you understand, okay. How are we going to just break even <laughs> you know let's put the numbers together this is what we need to sell just to break even and if we want to do this again next year this is what we need to make to be prepared to go into next year and be able to lay that groundwork early doing that analysis really looking at every single cost. so not just the costs from uh what's in the bottle but how much the bottle costs, how much the cork costs, how much the label costs. do we do a stelvin or not you know do we do this or not you know, every the marketing
3: little costs, detail matters.
2: put every detail in there yes. to make it into your cost per bottle.
0: Was there not anything that like, like really surprised you? Like what? What? That's not the price for one. Like did anything <laughs> shock you?
2: <laughs> well, I, think, I think glass. I mean, you think about the cost of a bottle. Cost of a bottle just yeah. for the bottle that goes into the wine. The wine goes into that bottle. That cost kind of skyrocketed during the pandemic. So, yeah. you know, that there were... And then if you, the quality of the bottle, so there are different levels of quality right. of glass that you can buy. Um, so those are all yeah. things that you know you got to say, okay, what type of what type of market do I think I'm selling to? What type? What's the price point do we think we can be at? And then we make some decisions from there. So mm-hmm. we 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 knew we were not trying to be you know your quote unquote fifteen dollar bottle or ten dollar bottle of wine, right? We knew we were going to be at our our A higher price point. Mm -hmm. We're going to be a higher price point, so we knew that one. We wanted to have something that was a little bit more luxurious from a a feel, a label, a bottle perspective, but we also wanted to be still maintain a level of hipness, a level of um, you know well uniqueness. uniqueness, Yeah, yeah. like
3: we we definitely surveyed the market and um, asked Mm -hmm. just directly, like when you go into a store what is you know what's what's jumping out at you like what's making you buy this bottle over this bottle or when you go to a wine shop or a venue you know what's what's attracting you what's drawing you and the number one response was the look of the label and the bottle you know they were like it's the bottle it's the label you know then i think maybe fourth or fifth down on the list was like if i know it or have heard of it or if i ask somebody like an attendant or something like that and they know but for the top two responses to be literally the aesthetics we knew right then like we we're not coming in with just a a, a regular bottle with you know let's say a, a white label we really wanted to make sure that it, it stood out
2: yeah and we didn't we definitely didn't want to be a wash in the and, and, you know, in the crowd of everything else that looks very similar, we knew we wanted to stand out from a certain standpoint. And, but then also, we also knew we really wanted to have, you know, pretty good wine, really good wine in that bottle, too, too because we knew that that would be... Now, yes, the label will draw you in. Yeah, like, label will draw you in. Buy, buy, but then we won't reoccur. <laughs> but if it don't taste you. right, because <laughs> if it don't taste right, you're not gonna buy again. So we want to make sure it tastes right. So then you was gonna come back and buy right. some more. We didn't want to be tell a tell one you, and done. Like, and <laughs> tell your friends, your mama, and all your cousins about it too. <laughs> we um
1: we had um Kevin Addicks on the show a while ago, yeah. and he told us the story exactly what you're saying he told us the story where they did a blind tasting of um, people picked which label appealed to them. Mm -hmm. And then he told us after they did that, they did a blind tasting and the wines that ranked the highest in that blind tasting were also the same wines that were more aesthetically pleasing for Mm. the label. So there is a direct correlation between the attractiveness of the label yeah. And the wine. And he said, because everything that you guys have said that the winemakers take great detail, not only what goes in the bottle, but how it's presented. presented. So yeah. you have yeah. um there's a direct correlation there. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. so I have yeah. a rose here. I see
1: I
3: that.
1: Here. <laughs>
3: I was ironing, I was eyeing yeah. it back there and eyeing your glass. <laughs> I say I
0: say this because I bought this at the Maryland wine experience when I met you guys. And of course, I tasted, I don't know how many wines that day, but I recognized something (laughs) special about it. So, um, and I tasted again today. And then having that space between the time we met until today, and just doing Mm -hmm. my research, I was like, Oh, my gosh, this wine represents them. It's it's bright, it's luscious, it's all of these things, especially, Janelle, with you and your colors and everything. I was like, this is this is perfect. They did a great job. So,
3: <laughs>
0: so tell us about the rosé and yes. the wines, the the wines, yes. the other wines that
3: you guys make. I love that you said that because that I mean, it re- it really is. Like our our wines are a very good combination of the both of us and how they came, you know, how they came to fruition. And you know, and obviously we say there's a story in every bottle, which there really is, even for the, the three that we really, that we released. So I, I appreciate you saying that because that means something's working. So <laughs> um, but the the rose, so the rose, um it's a Merlot rose, it is 90% Merlot and 10% Gruner um, which Gruner is a German, uh, German grape. It's a, it's a white grape. And, um, one of the things that we really wanted to do in, in, in terms of not only just standing out aesthetically, but even with the wines, we wanted to bring in this concept of blending, um, in order to find that masterpiece or, or that, that thing that you like, because, um, again, in serving and, you know, researching, talking to our friends, talking to, just, well, anybody who would listen, (laughs) we, we, you know, we would ask them, you know, what, why don't you drink wine? Or what is the hesitancy? Because we would get a lot of people saying, oh, I'm not a wine drinker. Oh, you know, I'm not really a wine person or they say, well, I like sweet wines, but I know that doesn't count. And I'm like, what does all of this mean? You know? And so <laughs> we, we wanted, we, we, when we delve further, we're like, okay, well, why is that? Well, and so then some of the answers were, well, I can't really find anything I like. Right. Um, part of that is, well, are you really tasting, you know, tasting through things because you've got to taste through things in order to find what you like. But the part, the other part of that was that a lot of people, we're intimidated by just the the straight varietals. Like I don't really love chardonnays. I don't really love you know merlot. I don't really love you know. And and so I'm like, okay, that's fine. But that's not all there is to the wine scene. There's so many, um, and and that's the fun part, especially the fun part that he loves, you know blending uh it's a form of chemistry it's a form of art you know and so that's part of our niche focus is to really delve into the blending scene of things yeah we'll do some varietals too but i think really delving into the blending scene of things to show people that this really is our um a a a form of expression right you can really find ways to blend a wine that you truly love. And not only will you love it because it tastes good, but you'll also think about the fact, you know what, this, I, I blended this, like I, I made, I made this into what I liked, you know,
1: that, that and
3: that's kind of cool. So, um, so that is a, is a bit a huge part of why we decided to do that Gruner with that that merlot um, to create that rosé but it also that's why we call it free spirit because again going back to you know you don't have to be confined into this box of oh i can only do it this way no go out there and play with it a little bit and and be a free spirit and and come up with what you like
1: was there a particular wine region that influenced you more than others
2: um, I mean, I think Italy. you know it's it's what's that
3: it's Italian grapes like with Barbera? Um, oh, do Or No, uh, no.
1: Okay, <laughs> he's like, <I> no, really? <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> I
2: mean, I, I think it's it's hard not to say you know that the Napa and Sonoma don't don't influence you. I think you mm-hmm. know it's, it's just Napa and Sonoma are synonymous with U.S. wine. So when you have the opportunity, and we we actually took a trip out to Napa Sonoma. Yeah. Got a chance to visit some uh, vineyards and, and winers out in that market. Uh, got a chance to actually visit a cooper. So if people don't know what a cooper is. That's actually where uh, the barrels that wine is, mostly red wine, is aged in. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. learning about the different techniques and the toast levels from a barrel perspective and how that imparts taste. So I think, you know, having that influence from the Napa, Sonoma Valley and understanding they know what they do really well. They do really great zinfandels. They do really great. Uh, Cabernet, Cabernet Sauv's. they do um, really um, good Syrahs and a couple other ones, but they have their niche. Um, and of course, they, you know, I think Pinot Noir is a love of my wife's. Um, so you know,
3: That was the inspiration that, for our red wine blend.
2: Yeah, that, that's the inspiration <laughs> for our red wine blend. So I, I would just say it's hard for that region not to um, have influenced us. But I mean, you know, th- there are tons of opportunities, you know, from from the Italian wines, um, I'm a huge fan of Amarone, which mm-hmm. you know, is a specific style of how you do a particular wine. Um, it's you know, fantastic, really good wine. I've been on this Italian kick with Amarone. That's why I said
1: Italian. You shut me I, down. I, well, <laughs> but,
2: I, but I would say I've been on the kick of Italian wine okay. for like the past two years. But before that, I was on the kick of Napa Sonoma wines for like five. So i feel like you when you have something from a specific region that's really good you're like oh man i need to have more of that i need to taste that from different vineyards i need Mm -hmm. to taste that from different ages um you know and then we just took a trip up to washington state saw some of the things they're doing out in washington state um so i think you know when you go to a particular region you have good wine you want more of that particular region just to see okay how are they doing this and you understand okay they're utilizing the varietal that grows well in their region mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're sticking with that. So that's why, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we want to stay hyper-local, what grows well here in Maryland. Mm-hmm. We know that a Barbera and Italian grape grows well here. We know that uh, Vidal Blanc grows mm-hmm, well here in mm-hmm, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know Merlot grows well, mm-hmm, depending mm-hmm. upon the soil. Chambourcin
3: grows Chamberson well, Chamberson well here. grows yeah, well. Yeah.
2: You know, so we want to be able to stick with those particular grape, grape varietals, and then we'll, we'll be able to provide our own spin on it. And, yeah. You know, whether we have age a good it,
3: foundation, yeah. but yet do, you know, mm-hmm. make it, make it, make it your own.
2: Exactly. So and then, you know, whether you age it in uh, extra toasted barrel or if you age, age it in a medium toast barrel, in in French oak, if you age it in American oak, those yeah. will all be decisions that we'll make. Because we'll be looking to impart a certain type of taste and, and taste uh, flavor the profile on the, on the wine. Yeah.
0: And what were the other two wines that you guys offer?
2: So we also offer our Community Vidal Blanc. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's our only varietal that's 100% Vidal. Um, so it's right mm-hmm. block, That's our white wine. Um, you know, to me, that's a really great crisp, uh, springy, summery, you can drink it almost any time of the year type of wine. Yeah. And then we also have our Living Legacy. Our Living Legacy is actually a blend as well. And that base of that one, or the heart of that one, is um, a Barbera. So, we talked about Barbera a little bit. Barbera is an Italian grape originally. Um, you know, and, and there are some really great Barbera. So, you can have some good ones. You're like, oh, wow, that's a fantastic grape. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. The, that particular one are Living Legacy 70% Barbera, 10% Merlot, 10% Cabernet Franc, and 10% Merlot. So, it's actually no, a Malbec. You uh, said Malbec. Did I say Malbec? I think I said Merlot, Malbec, and Cabernet, Cabernet Style. Right. So, 10% Cabernet Franc. H. Cabernet mm-hmm. uh, so ten percent in beach, and then seventy percent Barbera. So mm-hmm. that's um, that's been a really you know enjoyable wine. Once the cool. Janelle said we we wanted that wine to have a flavor profile that was similar to like a Pinot Noir. So it's a little bit of a lighter red. Uh, has a great floral uh, nose and bouquet to it. Um, you know, one of the things we really want to do with our wines, at least these introductions, these first expressions, was. We wanted to make sure the wine was approachable to, you know, your folks who are newer into wines and wasn't Mm -hmm. too dry, wasn't too, you know, harsh on the palate. We wanted them to be able to taste and say, oh, wow, that's interesting. I want more of that. But we also wanted to make sure that people who are already wine connoisseurs or self-described connoisseurs could Could also enjoy it and appreciate (laughs) it because we wanted them to understand that, you know, uh, someone asked us, you know, are your wines sweet? We say, well, our wines aren't sweet, but if you like sweet wine, that's fine. Our <laughs> ours are not, but they also aren't super dry either.
3: Right. We um, tell them they're fruit forward because they are, you know, and I, and I think that sometimes the sweet, like, you know, sweet is subjective. I mean, it it, it really is depending on your palate, right? And so I'm like, it's not sweet. But it's fruit forward and honestly there are some fruit forward wines that do taste sweet so it you know i tell them i'm like still try it because you don't know until you do try and that's the catch 22 is we've had some folks who have said oh i only love sweet wines and then they tried the rose and they're like oh my god this is great like <laughs> they loved it or we've had folks that have already told us you know i'm typically not a rose person but then they drink the rose and they're like I really like this.
0: <laughs> We've had this conversation so, so that, many times on the show. Yeah, people in I their mean, palace, child.
3: Right. So I'm mm-hmm. like, that was part of our premise of making these, like literally coming out the gates with these three wines. It was very intentional so that we could shock the people who are like, I don't really do this, mm-hmm. but I think I might now after I try yours, right? Um, but then also the people who love, know what they love, right. And are still expanding upon what they love. They're like, oh, I love this. So I'll be adding this to the things I already love anyway. Right. So, um, so that, like he said, that, that was just like middle of the road for us. And, you know, yes, we'll, we'll do try some new things, you know, that we have in mind for our, our next release, but. Um, but that was really our goal and our premise was to hit those new wine drinkers um, and and just make sure they know, like, you know, wine, wine is grapes. It grows out the ground. Like, you don't have anything to be, <laughs> nothing nothing to be intimidated by. What I tell you, you know, it, to me, it's, it's the least, least, and it should be anyway, the least intimidating uh, drink out here because of the fact that it literally grows out, grows out the ground. So... Um, so yeah, you know, and, and then the other part is the, you know, uh, how we deciphered. Um, if you turn the bottle, um, over to the back, how we decipher or help our wine, our new wine drinkers, especially decipher, you know, what they are maybe interested in having based on the mood and the moment that they're in, um, I can't, again. Going back to before we start, I can't tell you how many people just said, you know, all this pairing stuff. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I use it. He heard me say this the other day. I use the example. Somebody asked me, well, what do you pair with gooseberry? I'm like gooseberry. I don't know. Like, I don't eat gooseberry every day. I, I, I don't. I mean. You know, like, can we talk about popcorn or pizza like gooseberry? I have no clue. But if I ask you, you know, well, what mood are you in right now? You know, and you're like, oh, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I didn't have a long day. I'm exhausted. I'm ready to kind of wind down, you know, for the for the evening. Okay, then you might want, you know, you might want our red wine blend, you know, um, to to relax and wind down for the day, right? Or um, if you're about to go and celebrate, you know, it's like, oh, I'm about to go celebrate. We're about to go and celebrate my girl's birthday. Okay, well, then you might want to take that rosé with you because that's going to that's gonna get you right. You're going to celebrate, you're going to celebrate real good, you know? So it it's something that's relatable and that's... New wine drinkers can really comprehend um, and, it, and it feels it feels right, you know, because there is an expression to the mood that the wine that you drink and the mood that you're in. Um, there is a connection. There's a correlation there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the whole pairing thing, that's um that's sort of like my process. I like to eat things with a wine, a new wine that I'm discovering. And I happen to have goat cheese downstairs, y'all. My God, this wine with goat cheese is amazing. So I found yeah, this. Then, yeah. then I started scrolling on Pinterest. And apparently on the show, Vanderpump Rules, in their restaurant, they have um panko crusted goat cheese balls. Oh, so so, so hey. I'm I'm making it to I'm making it tonight. Okay. And so I'll post the pictures and everything. Did
1: you freeze the goat cheese? You gotta freeze it, yeah. Yeah, you have to if you're going to fry it because then it'll melt. Yes. Yeah,
3: right, right.
1: Yeah,
3: oh, that yeah. delicious. It was oh, a really good pairing.
1: If you go to our website, you know we we have
3: mm-hmm. food pairings listed and yeah. things like that. But we just really wanted to think of a um a more unique way to help people really identify with mm-hmm. what you know what what's gonna be good for them. What might be a good fit for what they're looking for?
0: Sure. All
1: right, so we'll oh,
0: oh go ahead, Lizzie.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, just a quick thing. Mm-hmm. When you mentioned gooseberries, I was in Wegmans and they had some, and you would have thought I won the freaking lottery. of <laughs> I was like, Taste what this is. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's a misnomer. I'm like, these berries actually exist. <laughs> yeah, I would love to say that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh.
3: <laughs> I love it.
0: All right. So this point, we'll take a short break. I'll put the ads in blah, blah, blah. Um, Oh, tell everybody where they can find your wines and where they can follow you before we go to our next segment.
3: Sure. So um, you can find us at Boy Crew Wines. It's really Boy Crew Wines on everything. Boy Crew Wines uh, website. Boy Crew Wines on Instagram. Boy Crew Wines on Facebook. Um, So Boy Crew Wines wherever you are and you'll be able to find us yeah.
2: right there that's where and we that's live. boyd crew c-r-u-wine yes so um you know just for people to know that boyd is our last name crew actually means growth in french and wines is you know all about who we are so we want people to know that hey you can come grow with us and come step outside the lines with us
0: i so love man. that yep Yeah, so polished <laughs> i love that <laughs> Introducing Zen in a Jar's We Outside collection. Every generation has their own bug repellent. Our grandparents had OFF and Centronella. Our parents had Skin So Soft. Now we have Zen in a Jar. You don't have to choose between smelling good and keeping bugs away. The We Outside collection is our most beautiful fragrances with lemongrass, which is natural for mosquito and gnat repellent. Perfect for the spring and summer especially in DC y'all. Explore fragrances like boats and hose, coconut amber, lemongrass, fatu, mango rose. Oh wait, that says rose.. <laughs> mango, rose, lemongrass. Get me home, strawberry, lemongrass, coconut. It's Girl summer, Jasmine, coconut, nagchampa. I need a girl, lavender, lemongrass, spice wood. Zen in a Jar takes lemongrass all the way around the fragrance wheel. They are sure to have a blend you'll love. Available in bug repellent candles as well. Centronella Wear. Get ready for summer with the Zen in a Jar We Outside Collection. Available now at zeninajar.com. That sounds
1: like a commercial. <laughs> We're polished, but we keep it real, too. <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, we, we'll we see how real you get with these closeout questions. Okay. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> uh, you know what? You guys are going to play with each other, and I figure me and Leslie can p- play with one another because it's we're going to ask questions about each other. Okay. Okay, here we go. Number one, which one of you is more likely to drink an entire bottle of wine in one sitting?
3: I'm, I'm going to say me. <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs>
1: De- de- again, depending on the mood, <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. Depends
2: on
0: yeah. the
1: mood and what's going on. You're right. Yeah, I would. It's
0: Serena. Oh, it's definitely me. <laughs>
2: yes,
0: <laughs> it's me for sure. Um. However, I say this a thousand times on the show. Leslie and Glennis can out drink me on any given day we are together. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Any day, and, now, and, went, and not and not have a hangover. With friends like amongst mm-hmm. friends, I. Don't no, I might okay. Toss it to, I might toss it to him. Okay. Because he's he's a, he's a uh, undercover bartender, and uh, so okay. no, I,
2: I think yeah. <laughs> well, the, the bartender keeps people drinking, so I,
3: including yourself.
0: <laughs> what is your spouse's favorite song?
2: Well, hello, uh, Janelle says Kim,
3: share my life. That's right. <laughs> Um, I don't okay, so I don't know the exact song, but I know the artist. <laughs> it's Anita Baker, because Anita Baker is your favorite artist. Um, but I don't know the exact song because <laughs> <laughs> But I know it's Anita Baker. Am I right?
2: Uh I don't know. What? I don't think so.
3: Y'all he's showing out. He's showing
2: out to <laughs> you <y'all. laughs> No, I- I, I, we, Anita Baker,
3: is that your favorite artist?
2: She's probably my favorite artist, but I probably don't have a favorite song.
1: Okay, that, that's that what I, the, said. Yeah. I said. It's a favorite
3: artist.
2: But you said you don't know the song. And I said, you
1: don't well, know it, it either. Yeah. Right, but this wasn't, like, you don't know it
3: either. But you could at least give me my kudos for like, I got the artist. Oh, we got the artist. Dang! <laughs> okay, <thank you>. see? <laughs> um,
0: Leslie, I really don't know, but if I had to guess artist... I don't know I'm not sure I don't know this answer for you
1: I know I was sitting there thinking well I mean and you have like you have our, yeah. a broad yeah. take it's true so you know and it just depends on like what mood mm-hmm. you were in but I was sitting here thinking like who like if I had to guess now who was playing on the radio I know I'm gonna be off but um maybe um oh who's the chick that sings the best part of me the best the best part oh her oh her? that's a, that's a, good oh, that's a really too.
0: good guess that's a really yeah, that's an that excellent is. guess
1: that's a <laughs> that really is. good
0: guess that but that's a really good guess but no not really I think okay probably one of my favorite songs is D'Angelo Brown Sugar mm-hmm. yeah, yes. it's like as soon as you hear it come on yeah it puts you in a you know a space God. yeah a yeah. vibe yeah. yeah yeah and what's
1: yours I, you know what I'm like Matthew I don't have a favorite one it just it like it depends on time and place, time and yeah. place yeah. you know I'm yeah like, I'm, especially thank god for Pandora because yeah then like huh.
3: right or yeah after me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep,
1: yeah
0: cool. all right next question what is your spouse's go-to cocktail oh this is so easy for him oh
3: my gosh janelle's is a it's a gin and club soda with lots of wine i'm a gin girl like outside gotcha. of wine if i'm not drinking wine i'm totally drinking gin mm. I, I, just, I, I literally rarely stray from that at all so gotcha. um his is um i'm gonna say either a manhattan because he's a big manhattan guy um or just a clean, neat uh bourbon, like one or the other. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Nice. He he pretty much sticks to what he likes and gotcha. doesn't beer from that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Leslie. Oh, this is hard. I wanna say gin and tonic. I don't know though. I feel like you drink a wide range of stuff.
1: I, I do, but I don't, I don't, I'm like, it's so funny because Tanisha and I have very similar tastes and neither one of us like gin. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a vodka girl. Okay. Mm. You know what's happened. Vodka, you just, that'll be. Really? Okay. I don't think, yeah, I didn't know that yeah. at all. Um, you know mine? <laughs> and is... then I would say for you. Okay. So if mine is Sarita really is easy. To a bar, yeah if, well it's two if sarita is new to a bar she's getting a margarita, <laughs> ah, margarita. you if, know me well if the bartender can't do the a margarita sarita is done mm-hmm. <laughs> yep yep but then if you trust them you like it's either a good old-fashioned hmm. or a manhattan is yeah. Okay. We drink yes.
0: a lot together, clearly.
1: Yeah, though <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right.
0: That is exactly that's right. Awesome. Um, I would have given you credit for a friend 75 too. Okay.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Thank yeah. You. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, next that's one. <laughs> next one. Who talks more?
3: Um, hands, down. <laughs> hands, down. <laughs> hands down. Hands down. Hands down. All right, so y'all, you're getting like straight. <laughs> straight to the point over here okay you probably got the most words to today He's yeah he's very vocal they're ver- verbal yeah well if it's something he cares about he's gonna talk yeah. but if gotcha. not it's like yeah.
2: no but i also do a lot of talking for my
3: wife that's true so uh, that's okay just, yeah that makes yeah. sense where i can i yeah i can talk 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 you down like um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um it's leslie I mean she's had all like all of these leadership roles and like staff and stuff and yeah nah mm-mm. I don't have a whole lot of words a lot of time.
1: but you I mean you do but then you're like okay I'm gonna take my break um also uh, we're very well do you consider yourself an extrovert or
0: introvert Leslie I don't
1: consider myself an extrovert um hmm. I just I feel comfortable in social settings or what have you, but I'm not going to be the one that's like, "Let's get the party started." (laughs) Yeah, I will help. I will help you start the party. (laughs) Right. I'm not.
3: Yeah, and there is such a thing as an extroverted introvert. It's true. Yeah, I believe as you Mm -hmm. mature, right, Mm -hmm. I do believe that there is this sort of balancing that starts Mm -hmm. to happen because I was extremely extroverted you know, probably like in my teenage 20, you know, 20s. Mm -hmm. And, but now I really do appreciate my quiet time, my time Mm -hmm. by myself. Like, I don't have to, I don't wanna be on all the time. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I I just don't find the the need or it necessary to be on all the time. So there's a part of me that's like, okay, if I've been, you know, peopling for the last like couple of days, Mm -hmm. like by the third day, I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: The the last time I went to a winery with um two of my friends, I didn't want to talk to the winemakers. I didn't want to talk to the people behind the bar. I stood in the back. I was like, just give me something. I don't want to say anything. So that's how bad my introvert can be if I need a break. Like y'all, y'all, right, y'all do the tasting, right. just get the bottle and just bring it to me. I don't even Yeah. Feel like it. So, I, yeah, yeah, I think
1: it's mm-hmm. important to
0: know that
3: about yourself. You oh, yeah. know, yeah. when you're like at that at that point where you need to recharge. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, is there a show your spouse can't miss? No, no, not TV people.
2: We're, we're not big TV people. <laughs> okay. I'll be honest, With two boys, and you yeah. know, with boy, yeah. boy crew wine and yeah. our two boys, that keeps us really busy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. in the evenings, we're 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 we're, we're still in boy crew wine stuff, or putting our boys, helping them with homework, and you know, yeah. uh, making sure that they got everything that they need for the next day, packing lunches. Playing basketball, all those things are kind of our evenings Never for the most stops. part. Never
3: <laughs> so yeah. by the time we do watch something, it's like so old oh, that people are like yeah. what? You're just watching?
2: Yes, like, <laughs> we just watched
0: that. <laughs> uh for Leslie, I'm gonna say power. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And for me, yeah, I don't I, know. I, you got so many to choose from.
1: Oh, yeah. I know, I was gonna say, I mean, <laughs> has Sarita's wine palette is just as good as her <laughs> Like she says, watched this show you should watch it's
3: worth watching okay well then we know who to hit up when we yeah. do have some time. yeah but, but I
0: also do this weird thing on Instagram when I watch really bad stuff and it's like can y'all just watch this so we can laugh together like it's in, <laughs> and talk about how bad it is so yeah I watch a lot of stuff
1: no, well I was gonna say, you know, is it's off for the season, but I would say Abbott Elementary. Oh, and yeah, then for sure. I would um I how um what is it? Uh BET stream? Mm-hmm. You watch what? Mm-hmm. you watch the streaming on BET? Because um, they'll yeah, have like some of the bad stuff on it. Really bad movies. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i would say yeah avid avid is definitely one and probably not far behind it would be succession
2: okay mm. I heard yeah. a lot of people say yeah thing. i've heard yeah people say
0: it's that. it's it's a really good show but it is it is something you have to concentrate and watch
1: mm, yeah.
0: yeah yeah who has the sweet tooth
2: oh
1: janelle oh. <laughs> <laughs> so easy <laughs> like, so
3: easy he doesn't touch a dessert like if i had uh, half of the uh, he has when it came <laughs> to dessert i would not have to go to the gym every day but <laughs> yeah his dessert is his, his manhattan like that's
2: my, no my dessert's is a glass or, of wine
3: yeah right? or or wine yeah or wine yeah. glass of yeah. wine yeah that is glass fair. of red wine yeah, yeah. oh yeah Yeah, like our our kids even have a running joke. They're like, they're like, mommy, what are we having for dessert? Because we already know daddy's not having. Like, (laughs) they like they just (laughs) automatically know.
1: (laughs) I love that. I love it. That's funny. mm. I'd say Serena does. Mm. I don't have.
0: I don't have a sweet tooth. Well, girl, you don't even like ice cream, so I guess that would make me I know, like, yeah. have a sweet a sweet tooth. even no, uh, ice- even though I I really don't have a sweet tooth, I love chocolate. I don't know if that's mm.
1: Mm,
0: you know, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're I,
1: not I, a baker I'm, either. You, not you're child. not mm-hmm.
0: like who is the oh, first? Who is first to call the manager?
3: Him. Oh <laughs> him! Oh my gosh! <laughs> if, if, if one thing is off. <laughs> oh where's the manager uh, we don't have to spend money here we can go somewhere else like it is not that deep like we're out one thing
2: though it has to be it has to be something significant are you sure yes i'm
1: sure
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, i'm not that bad but it's you know if the food's not right I, the food's just not right if you know if the service isn't right it's just not right so you know we have options and choices and you know we we make those choices i expect for things to be what we're paid for,
3: right? He gonna call the <laughs> manager.
2: <laughs> and the manager's gonna take care of us, too. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we have to do that recently. We were in Morocco. They brought out some wine. So, you know, if you've ever been to Morocco, Morocco is one predominantly Muslim country, so they don't necessarily do a lot of drinking there. Right. As a matter of fact, most of the time you can't even buy alcohol at kind of your right. normal restaurants, mm-hmm. places like that. You can't buy it. So. We're at this Americanized European hotel. We're probably the first group that's been there in a while. <laughs> so that's so, asking for wine. So, so this is just back in February. We we said, you know, hey, can we get you know t- uh, two glasses of wine? We picked, chose the wine off the list It's French wine. Brought it over to us. Oh, that wine is spoiled. Oh, it smells <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and, our, and our and our friends over there with us was like, how do you know the wine's spoiled? I said. I said, I'll show you. I said, let me ask yeah. them. I said, hey. So I called the waiter back over. I said, hey, can you bring your manager over? Brought the manager over. I said, hey, I need you to bring me a new bottle of wine uh, that has not been opened. I want you to bring a chiller, put, it in, put the wine in the bucket for me, let it chill for 15 minutes. Because it
3: also was hot. And like, then open. Hot,
2: hot. <laughs> and then open. Yeah. So the manager does that. He opens up the wine. And I'm like, now you guys can smell spoiled wine and you can smell fresh wine. And there was like a good little educational session, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I even had the manager smile. I said, now you smell this wine, and you smell this wine. And he was like, oh. Oh. I was like, yes. He was like, well, I didn't know. I don't drink. I said, I yeah. know. We're like, but, but you can at least smell it next smell time. smell it. So you say your patrons would happen to smell it. Because I was like, oh, if I would have drank that, I yeah. would have been <laughs> bad. Sick. Sick. Yeah.
1: I would say, okay, so we have, we have two other hosts. And I would say Glennis actually would call the manager first. <laughs> no, no doubt in my mind. But oh, yeah. between uh Serena and I, it would be me. Would mm-hmm. but I, would, I Yeah, but I would write a letter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I would write a letter. And I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna write you a letter. All
0: right. It takes me a it takes me a while to get there. But I'll Mm -hmm. do it like, for instance, short story on Friday when we were coming home from um, the Eaton Hotel in an Uber, Mm -hmm. the driver refused to tell me his name. So, you know how you get in the Uber and they're Mm -hmm. supposed to say your name to make sure you're in the right car. Mm -hmm. And so he was just like, "Um, yeah, uh, what's your name? I said, no, what's your name? We went back and forth. My mm-hmm. husband was with me. We went back and forth. I said, I am seconds from telling you to pull this car over. But we were oh, on the highway God. anyway. But um, yeah, I wrote as soon as I got home. It was late, too. I was like, oh, I'm hot.
3: <laughs> I am nice. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, because they're <laughs> supposed to identify themselves. Yeah. Just right. like you
3: have to identify yourself. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Uber, wow. they apologized wow. and sent me a credit. But yeah. unacceptable. Yeah. So exactly.
2: yeah. Yeah. Too right. yeah.
0: Right, yeah. right. Too uh, okay, only two more. Who is more tech savvy?
2: 100% me. 1000% <laughs> totally, me. Totally.
3: <laughs> I mean, by I mean, yeah, I mean by the work he does, just by the fact that he likes it, like I mean just just all the above. Yeah. Like I yeah, I'm like I call him before I have to I'm like C- can you can you yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all of the above, yes. <laughs> Serena. Serena, you wouldn't
0: think we we're on the same like level we do a lot of the same
1: stuff we we do but you do you, you are um like i'm i'm trailing <laughs> you <laughs> i am mean, like you go like, first <laughs> like he he will do and she'll be like did you try no 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 i was like i guess i could try that <laughs> <laughs> and then figure it out but no Okay. So you just boom, out there. Got guys. you. Mm-hmm. And
0: also you'll pay somebody okay. to do it.
1: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, see, you're, you're like, okay, okay, Leslie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Because you know what my thought, this is my thought, right? How much is my hourly wage, right? Mm-hmm. And I always say this to my team is this the best use of our time? Right. Like right. if I can save money. And time, because time mm-hmm. is my most valuable commodity. Mm-hmm. Most valuable asset. Yep. I will pay it's out of my way, then I can focus on something that I'm really good at. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But because I get pissed as hell when I like <laughs> spend twenty minutes to yes. create a damn <laughs> reel for Instagram, <laughs> right? Like
3: <what's> <laughs> I understand. I hear you. I feel you oh you man you have to weigh that like that's yeah. that's important
0: yeah um and i actually think it's fun so i enjoy it so right yeah yeah okay that's yeah. fair he
3: thinks oh. yeah that's what i'm saying he, yeah. he, he likes it me and matthew so.
0: got you okay With
3: yeah well.
0: all right what is your spouse's favorite wine region
3: um I mean, yeah, we just talked about this, so, I mean, for him, for him, it, I, I, I say, I stick with Italy. Like he was like, no, I'm like, no, it's Italy for you because you, you, you love Amarone and you love, I, I believe you like more wines that come out of there. I mean, you like your Napa and Sonoma wines too, but I think you like a lot of stuff that comes out of Italy too.
2: I mean, Janelle likes Napa Sonoma because she loves the Pinot Noirs to come out of there.
3: Mm-hmm not just no but where do i like the pinot you know, where pinot noirs really come from like the ones that i really really like not napa sonoma
2: yes the napa sonoma no you, do like, you, you do like some uh uh williamette wines but napa sonoma because I'm, I'm the one who buys most of them so most of them are napa sonoma <laughs> Most of them are oh, Napa man. Sonoma. He did just
3: Willamette Valley. Here shows. Willamette Valley, yes,
2: <laughs> you like some of them, but we've had some Willamette Valley ones that you didn't prefer. So I know that most of them are, are actually Napa Sonoma. Okay. Right now, yes, you're right. It's how Italy is the region I'm in love with exactly. at, at the current moment. Like I said, I just want to taste every every Amarone I can taste. I'm, I'm trying to buy. It. <laughs> it's obsessed. It's obsessed. a <laughs> <laughs> Barolo. Exactly.
1: That's a like What are you talking about? It's yeah,
2: just been. It's like when you had that first one. You're like, oh man, I gotta have more of mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Go, go yeah. On like two years now. I'm like, I gotta have more.
3: And that's how I am about pinos. Like I, I will, I will. If, if it's a pinot, I'm gonna try it yeah. because I just want to see how it tastes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm yeah. getting that way about Barberas now because. Okay. Barberas are more medium bodied as opposed to the light, you know, light body that Pinot is. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm getting that way about Barberas, but but I still love a good Pinot. A
0: mm-hmm. uh, Leslie, I'm going to say
1: Marilyn. It you know what it it some days it it varies. <laughs> some days <laughs> it, it, it 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 varies, you know? If you know me, because Maryland is where I really started my wine career. So, like, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, yeah, it varies. And, uh,
3: what would it be if it, if it's not Maryland, then what would be the other?
1: Well, you, you know, I really like South Africa. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah. But I'm, A I'm really good answer. To, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I'm 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 trying to learn more about Spain, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, that's our next trip because we we really want to get over there. Yeah, Yeah. and trying to like master that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Spanish Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. you know what, Sweetie, I I'm trying to think Mm -hmm. what yours would be. I know your favorite is. I believe.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But okay. I'm, I am I am stumped on on this because <laughs>
3: you,
1: you, you have such an evolved palette. I'm not sure. It's Portugal. Which, ah, okay. it's Portugal. See, look at mm-hmm. that. Yep.
3: Have so, you been over? Have you been? I over? have not.
0: I, I have not right. traveled a whole lot. So my I've been um, to one place I've been to one place and my one place is okay. Greece. Uh, that's one okay. that's that's my one place but no I haven't been to Portugal yet it's on the list yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean what mm. Paris Paris is like going to New York <laughs> <No>. <laughs> outside. I thought you had no gone. I didn't no we just went to Paris okay. well guys uh that was a wrap that was awesome
1: thank you so much yeah, for joining us yeah no, you guys no, were that, fun thank
0: you Yes. yes. It. Oh, it oh
1: congratulations on the um Triple A V. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That was
3: yes, that was a big surprise oh, and yeah. definitely honored. I, I love what they're doing um at Triple A V. I really do. It's uh they're doing some really good work work yeah. over there. Yeah. So, excited. So yeah. Yeah. Look you guys want to make you know, any um
0: any announcements of uh, any events and
3: or releases you have coming up? The only thing I would say is um, we do, we, we um, so our production facility in Poolsville, it'll be opening in June. So we do plan on hosting something there. We don't have a date yet, but we do plan on hosting something there. So I would just say, you know. Um, for people to definitely go get signed up to our uh, newsletter, because that that's probably where we'll put it out first um, to our um, to our boy crew newsletter and um, announce it there. But we're really excited about you know just having people come there and be able to see kind of you know where where things started and and where we're producing and stuff. So that'll be that'll be great. That'll be a lot of fun.
1: Happy Mother's Day to everyone! Oh, yes, happy Thank Mother's you. Day to all the moms. Happy Mother's all Day to now. <laughs> awesome.
0: Thank you. Thanks for joining this World Suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars, and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Vine Me Up, Glenis at Vino Noir girl meets glass is tanisha vino 301 is leslie and you can follow the swirl suite podcast account at swirl suite. the swirl suite is now a part of the alive podcast network this episode has been edited and produced by find me up media